0: Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks up the block. At the five. At the two. At the one. To the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions.
1: Stafford.
0: Drink it in now.
1: Get up. Stafford throws. It is end zone. Come! Oh baby, what a catch! Kenny got day. You're a freak. What a catch! Touchdown, Detroit Lions. That's right. Cornbread. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. Drink it in, Detroit Kool-Aid. What is going on, everybody? We are back, and I got the king of the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, the one and only, Grifka, is back in the building. Grifka, this is going to be a heated show. I've been looking forward to it for a while. Uh, glad to have you back, buddy. That's nice to be back. Thank you. I'm, I'm kind of glad to have you back. I mean, we'll see how this podcast turns out. Where uh, I hope you have your boxing gloves ready because I think we're going to have some interesting back and forth that the people will enjoy. Going to pour out some of that Detroit Kool-Aid and talk about all types of stuff today. So, um, Grifka, we are going to skip news and notes. The Lions have kind of just started OTAs. You know, Matt Pat's been at the podium a couple times. We're going to skip that. We'll get to that next week when everything's kind of done. We'll be able to recap it. But today... Griffka, we've got to have a big debate about Calvin Johnson. We're going to talk about him, all the things he said, his stance, how the team feels about it, how a player would feel in this situation. We're going to talk all about that. And then I also want to get to the holdouts. We've got Darius Slay and uh, Big Snacks Harrison are not at the mandatory OTAs. So, what I thought I'd do today is uh, we're going to talk about both those topics, but I thought we could both take a side. So knowing you the way I do and knowing the show the way I know it, I think it's best if I take the very, you know, intellectual side, the, um, you know, the side that's, that looks at all the different factors, good head on his shoulders, you know, all that type of stuff, figure that out. So I'll take like the GM side. Because you know that I'm a superior GM and and football mind to you, as well as like the team. I I think about the team and all the things that go into it, not just, you know, he's a good football player. So I'll take that side. I thought I'd give you the player slash fan side. So you can talk about what fans think. You can talk about what the player would be considering, all that type of stuff. I mean, did I hit that on the head or what do you think?
0: Well, wouldn't there be like, like especially with the fan side, wouldn't there be... Two sides of the same coin, once again? What do you mean? You know that, I, I mean, look, we can start. Go ahead. and we'll, we'll just go into it at that point. So.
1: <laughs> no, no. I want to flush that out. I got no idea what you're talking about. What, what do you well, mean?
0: there's plenty of fans that feel the same way about Calvin Johnson that you do, and then there's plenty of fans that are, you know, feel the other way. I mean, so to say, like just the fans' point of view, not all of them are all, all you know, in the same boat. <laughs>
1: Grifka, you're killing our gimmick here. What we're going for. So I'm I'm going to explain the the ins and outs of the financials, the uh, why the coach might think, what the GM would think, and you're going to talk about what the player is thinking, and then maybe give you know why why a fan would be uh, you know on his side. I mean, you can give why they might be against it, but I'll, I'm sure I'll cover that and plenty more when I tear this up for 30 minutes. So, uh, you know, yeah, they could be on both sides, but, um, you know, it, it, they're not on the team side, which is what I'm doing. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Let's do this. Are, are you going to bring the heat or are you going to sleep through this podcast? Cause I'm, I'm about to light you up from a, uh, Bob Quinn, Matt Pat perspective, you with your 81 Jersey on over there. Are you ready to do this?
0: Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I know. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, we we all know where this stems from with you, but that's fine. We can we can do this. Let's go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Well, with that being said, I know I can light you up right now, but I think I'll just defer to you, Calvin Johnson, this player that's been retired for I don't know how long, popping off again, saying X, Y, and Z. Like uh, Grifco, what do you have to say for your boy, uh, number eighty-one, former wide receiver for the Detroit Lions, Calvin Johnson? What he said, why he said it. Again, and why you love Dave Burkhett? Go ahead.
0: I mean, okay, me as the fan, as on, on Calvin's sign. This is this will be my take. I mean, yeah, he retired in the middle of his contract, and you know the, the company known as the Detroit Lions were like, okay, you know, you didn't, you know, play out your full amount. We want your signing bonus, give it back, which they're more than willing to do. You know, they can do that, but. Kelvin was like one of the main cogs of this team for like the longest time. I had another friend that always gave me grief because I would complain about, you know, other, you know, Eric Ebron, you know, (laughs) dropping passes and Reggie Bush not doing what, you know, he got paid for when he got here. He did for one year, but then after that, he really fell off. And he, like, started pulling up stats like you always do. You go right to Google stats, and, and he's like, yeah, but he has this many drops for this many attempts. I go, you're right. But Calvin Johnson, he's the big play guy. Name another guy on this team that's going to go up, you know, between three defenders and pull down a pass. Who's the guy they're looking for all the time at the big key spots? Who's the guy that's, you know, getting the high pass and getting his ribs taken out on all his plays? So, yeah. He saw this team not. He, he saw this team not going where he thought it would go, and – he just kind of got tired of football much like Barry Sanders and he retired and so they're like hey give us give us our money back we don't owe you anything give us your money back and for the longest time he's the only he was it was like him and staff were the only guys on this team so should he get his money back I mean I don't care either way but uh, <laughs> that's one of those things like you know if he wants his money back you know whatever it's like he, he can want it go ahead I mean, is it really is it really costing the Lions a lot? Is it going to bankrupt the team? Are they going to be Are they going to have to raise ticket prices to pay for this? No, gives <laughs> a crap. It's just
1: a big, you know, just a big swinging match. You know what I mean? Oh my god! It, for for the lawyer for Calvin Johnson in this scenario, or the guy that's back in his side, it, is that really all you got, Grifka? I mean, uh, I don't know that you did your boy a, dis- a service there.
0: Well, I mean, you're going to give me the Bob Quinn Matt Pat thing, which makes no sense considering Matt Pat wasn't even his coach ever while he was here. And what, maybe, I can't remember, was he still here when Bob Quinn was here? So to say, like, from their point of view, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Your point of view, if you're going to bag on him, has to be strictly from the owner's point of view, just taking his money. That's all it is. Because the new head coach, the new GM, they had nothing to do with this. I highly doubt Matt Pat was sitting there going, hey, yeah, we, we just, just take his money back. He didn't play. Just take his money back. I mean, Matt Pett's going to be like, you know, we're going to work with the guys here. So your point of view of bagging on Calvin Johnson strictly has to be from your girl driving around in her, in her golf cart. like That looks like a Ford Mustang wearing her bulletproof sunglasses and her big Kentucky Derby hat. OK, that's what it has to be right there. It can't be the new coach. It can't be the new GM. It's not affecting their, You know, it's not affecting that salary cap. Here we go. So, there. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Bag on your boy because he didn't sign your football. Okay. Same reason. Same people that complain about Barry Sanders retiring. Whatever. Go ahead. That that's got to be your point of view. So go ahead and play the GM and how this helped the team and it it, it, it doesn't matter. Like I said, it's not gonna bankrupt the team. It, it doesn't matter. He wants his money. Give him a stupid money back if you want him back in the fold that bad. If you want him around, if you want him walking on the sideline on Monday Night Football, if you want him waving his hand with all the other legends of, of Detroit,
1: fine, do it. Just give him his money. I mean, big deal. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you said I can go now about six times. Can I go now? Yeah, but go
0: ahead. But you can't just include all these people that weren't around. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh,
1: can I nervous. go oh, now? Well, let's can get TJ
0: Hawkinson's point of view on this. Who gives a crap? He didn't even play with them. It doesn't matter. You can't bring in Matt Pat or Bob Quinn because they weren't here. That's that's a that 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 is just a stupid point of view.
1: Can I talk? Go ahead. Okay, I'm gonna stay calm here for the beginning until I really get rolling, and I'm gonna just probably just end up ripping you to shreds. So let let me educate you first of all. First of all, when I said I'm gonna be Matt Pat and Bob Quinn. I, I clearly stated I'm going to take the team side and explain that. Again, this is the exercise, Grifka. I'm taking the team side. You're taking the players slash maybe fan side of why they would support such comments and such a move. That's the that's the game we're playing. It's not uh, ultimately personal. So I said the team, and, yes, Bob Quinn, I don't know if you realize this, but he had just come on as GM, one of his first things he had to deal with was he barely got the job and Calvin Johnson decided to let him know X amount of days after that. Oh, hey, welcome. Glad you're the GM. Oh, hey, I'm quitting on the team. Um, so that was basically the first thing that Bob Quinn ever had to deal with here. What do you think Bob Quinn said? See you well, later. Can I talk?
0: So Don't he, let the door hit you on the way out. He never had to deal with him. Still my point of view. If he was around for three days, it doesn't matter.
1: <sighs> okay, well, when the supposedly one of the greatest receivers of all time. And one of the biggest players on your team up and quits on you with barely no notice, just in the, what was he 30 some years old? Just, Hey, I'm done. You know, Bob Quinn. Okay. Well I guess we're going to have to figure out how to not only replace you, but uh, Hey, last time I checked, he made about 20 some million bucks a year for multiple years before that. And after that, okay, how are we going to deal with the contract? So that's definitely part of the scenario is Matt Pat here. No, but who, who was here? Your boy, Jim Caldwell, who was like, "Oh man, I, uh, you know, I just loved my coach so much. It's so hard for me to quit." So, Bob Quinn is having to deal with Coach Caldwell, who's like buddy buddy with Calvin Johnson. <clears throat> so Calvin's quitting. The coach is like probably all put out because he knows. Okay, I'm friends with this guy, and he's like supposedly one of our better players, even though he never practices and really hadn't done much in the last couple years. Uh, You know, my hands are beat up, whatever it is. So Bob Quinn is probably sitting there going, "All right, like I'm looking at my cap. Like you know, everybody knows you don't win with like a you know twenty five million dollar cap hit on a." aging wide receiver so part of him is probably happy but of course he takes the stance of okay you, you want to walk away like we'll work that out uh let's go ahead and get uh Jimmy Caldwell in here and hey by the way let's get rod wood in here and, and he started the process. So when he starts the process, Rod Wood comes in who has been on the job what maybe a couple days, couple weeks, whatever it was too he comes in and I listen to a whole podcast uh, from Matt Derry of lockdown where he ragged on Rod Wood, of how he needs to personally apologize because the rumor innuendo is that he said straight up to Calvin Johnson right after he said that, Hey, did you earn all your bonus? Now, one, I don't know if that's like word for word. I think that's probably coming from Dave Burkett's pen where he, Calvin told him that. So it must be gospel. So you know, yeah, Rod Wood might not have handled it that well. You wanna know why? Because he's been managing the money of the bulletproof sunglasses his whole life and had no clue what he was doing as a team president. So and he has to deal with this his first week. So he's dealing with that. So these guys are trying to figure out cap ramifications, we're losing one of our best players because he quit on us and dealing with all that. So to ask for not only some of the money back, but to say, hey, let's figure out the money, that's that's an issue, I'm totally fine with because The guy quit. He up and quit. You know, Barry, yeah, Barry waited before training camp and left. At least he did it sort of somewhat soon after the year. But if you don't recall, there was all that stuff right after the game. Oh, it's looking like he might quit. Why was he walking around the stadium? Why was he hanging out with Stafford? If you remember, it was weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks after that. He drug his feet and didn't say anything, and then all of a sudden he quit which then we went and snagged Marvin Jones. Thank goodness he was kind of like the best receiver on the board. He was still available. Bob Quinn stepped up and paid him. So getting back to the matter at hand about you didn't even hit the quote. We might as well hit the quote uh, And before I send it back to you. Calvin Johnson, they know what they need to do. Give me my money back, and then they can have me back. Like, my whole thing is the team, the Detroit Lions team, gave Calvin Johnson over a $100 million while he was here. They paid him handsomely in the beginning of his career. He was a force. Did they use him right? I don't think so. Did he put up some stats and numbers? Sure. Did he help us really get to any playoff wins or win any real big games? No. And so did none of the other Lions that have kind of been here the last, you know, two decades while we've been trying to get back over the hump or get back to playing good football. But to ask for... Some of the money back that he really didn't earn when you quit, I don't think was the worst thing in the world. Secondly, you know, it ends up being maybe one to three million dollars is what's reported. I mean, oh, my gosh, that'd be like me handing you 10 bucks. And because you need it back, and then years down the line, me being pissed because you didn't give me, you know, 10 cents change or a penny change is more like it. I mean, who who cries over that spilled milk and goes and wears Raiders shirts and, and does X, Y, and Z to sort of be all petty about it? I mean, how many years has he been gone? Four years? And we're still dealing with this? I mean, okay, here's your $2 million back. Maybe will you just shut the hell up is probably what the team is saying. Like, it's just getting to this point where it's like, how many how many years we got to go over this? I mean, I'm almost ready as a team to say, "Hey, can we just can we just pay this guy so he'll be quiet and then also like not show up to our events because every time he shows up, we got to deal with this kind of talk." So, it's it's got out of hand in my opinion. I don't think it was handled perfectly by Rod Wood. I think Bob Quinn did pretty good by not only handling it but being able to sub in another guy and resort our cap, all that type of stuff. But for the team to somewhat have to deal with the financials, ask for a little back, try to figure all that out, I don't think is a, a cardinal sin how they went about it. Maybe not perfect, but to be, you know, going over and over about spilled milk about this little amount of money. I mean, yeah, if they said, "Hey, we need we need twenty million bucks back," I mean, we got a different issue, but. The amount of money and just being so repetitive about this. And and before I kick it back to you, Rifka, I'm going to kick it back to you with this. Why every year does Dave Burkett have to go to Calvin Johnson's kids camp to pretend he's like promoting his event? And oh, look, we're so glad you're back. Really, all he's trying to do is get the same story again. And Calvin, too, is just – he's got Dave Burkett on a string. Oh, hey, I can get Dave Burkett here. I'll tell him anything, and he'll go spin my uh, spin my story for me. I mean, tell me that's not, that's not ridiculous, too. I mean, it's just – the whole thing, I just don't like it. I mean, it should be better on both sides. It's not – I mean, I feel like the Lions, the team, is sort of the one that's going to fix it, not only because – they need to or they have the money but just to put this to bed so I don't ever have to talk about this again (laughs) so you're for giving the money back I mean I just gave you you know a good amount of content but yeah at the end I almost talked myself into giving it back so I can be done with this I don't know why Calvin Johnson wants this couple million bucks so bad when he's made hundreds of millions of dollars and he's I don't know. He still lives here yet. He kind of has all this animosity with the team. His wife works for the team. Like, I just think it's a stupid situation. So I don't see him fixing it. So almost the lions have to fix it. Cause all this guy does is show up once a year, talk to Dave Burkett. And then we got to deal with it again over, over two to three, even if it's 5 million, who the hell cares?
0: Okay. So let's face it. This kind of stems from, like you said, the ineptitude of the franchise to when you said, did he, did he lead them to any playoff wins and any greatness like that? You said, no, neither did, neither did any of the other players that have been here, but he's like one of those, you know, shining stars that the lions actually has that the NFL actually, that the, that the NFL actually knew was good. Knew is a great player. You know, the, the whole league knew, he was one of those guys. Everybody knew he was great. He wasn't Lions good. We we're like, yeah, this guy's good. And everybody else, like, eh, what are you talking about? This guy's garbage. No, he was great. He'll probably he'll be in the Hall of Fame. So the Lions have to, you know, it's like they they have to get these stars back here. They do because there's not a whole lot of great ones. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Herman Moore. You know this, but is Herman Moore a Hall of Famer? No, he's not. He's he's a great Lions player. Nothing more, nothing less. But he's not a Hall of Famer. Calvin Johnson's a Hall of Famer. So the organization needs to bring these guys around. They they need to do that. And if Calvin's like, you know, you took my money, you want me back? Just give me my money back. You're right. Just give it back to him if you want him to come to all those functions. If you want him to come to Legends Day. If you want him to come into the, the NFL Homecoming Day. You know, stuff like that. Fine. Yeah, pay him his money. If Calvin's like, if he feels wronged by it. And it's like, hey, you want me back? That's what you got to do? Fine. Sometimes that's what you have to do. You just got to hold gotta on. And you have
1: to pay them. Let, let so, me jump in. So, because I didn't hit on this. So, there's two sides of the coin. Anytime a player signs a contract and the team cuts them, people will be like, oh man, you know, like that's just the business of the NFL or oh, they did him wrong, right? When really in the contract, it's built in that, yeah, there's an opt out or we can cut you at any point. So, like, when you flip the coin, Calvin Johnson sat down with his representatives, whoever it was in 2012 or 13, whatever year it was and signed this mega extension. I'm sure they read all the fine print, all the clauses in there. It talks about your signing bonus and everything being, uh, you know, some portion of it being able to be taken back based on leaving the game early, quitting probably injury clauses, whatever it is. So like, my, my beef is, like, all these players and people always complain, like, you know, oh, the team did me wrong, this, that, and the other. Yet, he decides to walk away knowing the, the ramifications. But he, he's continued to act like, how dare they do this? And, like, people are like, oh, well, look at look at the Cowboys. They've just paid Tony Romo X amount. As you've said on previous shows, uh, that's Jerry Jones. He's not the barometer, right? And so... I think the biggest thing that's come out of all this is like when Calvin Johnson was early in his career, I was the guy screaming at the mountaintops. Like if you took a receiver, a number two uh, overall, whatever, why are we not chucking it up to him? Why are we not using this guy? He's a physical freak. That's what I kept saying over and over again, but towards the end of his career, he started to tail off and he was paid ridiculously, but I think he's not doing himself any favors on the back end of like acknowledging the fact that I quit, I walked away from the game. I Okay, you were injured. You knew that too when you signed up to play football. Hey, that happens, you know, Um, nothing new there. You walked away. Why you would walk away and not feel like, hey, I kind of left, you know, not right before camp, but pretty suddenly. Why you would think that not only would you not be accountable for returning some of the money, But also just being like, knowing that's part of the gig, I will, I don't understand. And I think the guy's just done himself no favors of like showing any type of humble remorse just because the team, which they were obligated to do, looked at the contract and said, well, like we're able to get X amount back to help our cap and also to um, live up to whatever this contract was that they signed. I just don't see anything like physically wrong with the nuts and bolts of it. I just hate that. Okay. Now there is this quote unquote, you know, I don't know that, you know, at the end of the day that this helps his hall of fame case with some of this not like leaving the game way early, but doing this kind of garbage. So it's like, I feel like the team is just sitting there going, we did what we were contracted to do. Like you didn't end it well with us really either, you know, on probably lots of levels. And now they both need to sort of just hash it out. I mean, I would think the Lions are are coming towards the middle of saying, like, we didn't handle things properly. But, hey, can we get you to come our way a little bit? Because you did kind of leave our team and you've been talking junk about us and wearing Raiders gear and going to wherever other teams you went. Like, none of that's talked about. So I think if you're going to do it justice, both sides need to be discussed, be honest with it, and, like, figure out what needs to get done to fix it and I feel like even if they give him the money back, does Calvin come back to all these functions and the, everything's forgotten? Or are there always these these odd feelings now, regardless of what's done? Because I feel like we're so far down the road now, it's not gonna be, hey, here's here's two million bucks. Oh oh we're good. Like whenever you need me, call me. I'll be there. I think it's still gonna be frosty regardless. From Calvin's side.
0: I I agree with you on that. The frostiness. It's gotta be it, it's going to have to be like one of those Barry Sanders things. And, and I know I still, I still hear people complain that Barry Sanders quit and never liked the guy. He quit, he quit. And there's, and there's going to be people that way, obviously, with Calvin Johnson. But I think as time goes on, that's going to wane more people are just going to be like, yeah, he was great. And they're just going to remember the good times. is what they'll remember. But so I think that that will wane over time and more people will come into the fold. But you're right. I think it like it's one of those things like if tomorrow they were going to send him a check, and so, like, here's your cash back. Oh, yeah, by the way, you know, uh, November 10th is a homecoming day where we get all the greats. You're going to be there, right? Yeah, I highly doubt if, uh, you know, it would probably be 50-50 in the stands of people cheering him and booing him. So,
1: And I think it would be, like, low on Calvin's priority list. Like, maybe if he's got nothing else going on, like, I'll, I'll see what I can do. But I don't think he's going to be, oh, absolutely. What time do you need me there? Like, I'm, I'm ready to go. It would kind of be this – this odd you know he just created that odd cloud and like you say had he left in a little different way this money would have been the issue like i think he's a top eight to ten detroit athlete but i think this has really clouded things and just made a mess of it and i think the lions are sitting there going like we didn't force him out we didn't tell him to quit like we were happy sort of because he was aging and we were able to use that money other ways to try to win football games and put a better team on the field, but they didn't want to see him go. He made that choice. And yeah, he sacrificed all that salary to do so. But, um, you know, the salary he gave up is what, probably at least in the 15 to 20 ish millions of actual dollars every year. So he gave that up yet. We're sitting here talking about, you know, two to $3 million of a signing bonus that was asked for back for years now.
0: Yeah, that's the the signing bonus. That's just probably principle, is all it is. I mean, like you said, I mean, the Cowboys did it for Tony Romo, and I think, if I remember correctly, like when Marshawn Lynch retired from Seattle, they didn't ask for that portion of the signing bonus back either. So I don't know if. I don't know if Calvin Johnson was playing off that same. it hasn't happened before, you know, they're just going to let me keep it. And I'm, you know, I'm giving up, you know, 15 mil. What are they going to do with 2 million? But you're so, right. Then. So
1: hold on. Let me, let me speak to that real quickly. And then we'll move on to the holdouts here in a minute. So if the lions, let's say, let's take Calvin out of this. Let's take this situation out. Let's say the lions tomorrow. were going after like a pretty good free agent receiver. And like everybody and their brother knew this guy was, had other offers to make, Ten million bucks over two to three year contract, right? As a free agent, now, all these people are bidding for their services. But the Lions come in late in the game, and they not only give him, you know, fifteen million a year, which everybody knows is way higher than any other offer. They say, ah, we're just going to give him an extra four million dollar bonus for no reason. And people will be like, why? You're just giving dollars away. Like, Why would you do such a thing? Like, That's not going to fly in public opinion. A team is accountable for basically every dollar or for every move makes a difference. So had they just said, oh, we, we, we think Jim Smith over here deserves an extra $4 million signing bonus on top of the more money we gave him. People, people would not go for that one bit. But that to me is a similar situation to this, which is people are like, well, why would they ask for it back? Because they wouldn't just hand it out for no reason. They wouldn't give the janitor a a million dollar bonus for no reason and then say, oh, we just felt like it. You know, what's the big deal? It's just money. But in this situation, because it's a, a good player, and like you said, because others have done it, people are like, oh, you should have just forgot about that extra two, three, four, five million. Who cares about that? When everybody cares about every cent we give players. And the team does too. Like the team has funds. But they don't have unlimited funds to just do anything they want. And then you'll end up at the bottom of, you know, every standing every year. And that's not going to fly, you know, over – I mean, that's not what you want. Let's put it that way. I mean, the NFL is king. So that that's my counterexample. If we just handed out an extra three, $4 million to somebody with no rhyme or reason and said, ah, oh, it's just money. Nobody cares. Uh, you know, yeah, it impacts the cap. But, you know, no big deal. We'll, we'll just We'll just deal with it. You'd be like – what are you doing that for? But in this situation, there's no, what are you doing that for? What's the rhyme or reason? It's just like, you should have just gave it and forgot about it.
0: Yeah. But to get him to come back to anything, the lines are just going to have to, sorry, they're just going to have to bend over and kind of take it and give it to him. That's, that's what they're going to have to do. And I think there'll be a point where there's plenty of fans are going to be like, you know, when are you going to bring Calvin back? When are you going to bring Calvin back? And it may, like I said, over time, I think more people are going to fall to that side of like, hey, we'd like to see this guy. He's great. He's a Hall of Famer. You you don't want him, you know, you don't want him doing his Hall of Fame speech, having like this ill will, you know, you know, this ill will towards t- towards the team, because I'm sure like he's going to have enough class not to bash the Lions at his thing, because guys just don't do that. But there's it's like, you know, you can say something but it says a lot more when you don't say something. You understand what I'm saying with that?
1: And, and let's end it on this. That's where I want to get to. So, like, I've taken the team or the kind of organization side. You've explained, you know, what he's feeling. Like, what I want to have happen is is at the end of the day, like you say, I feel like the Lions, too, they have no choice but to, you know, again, we don't know what happened behind the scenes. Maybe they were absolutely rude to the guy. If so, yeah, they need to not only kind of, make it right and apologize but you can financially make it right but we also need the player too who's been pretty steadfast of you know um his side and and not really you know doing anything on the other end so like if if one side comes i need the other side to come to the middle and say like hey, you know, I appreciate the organization for making this right. I'm sorry we had to sort of go through what we went through, but I'm real excited to be back in the family, and I'm Lions forever. You know, I would need that, too, on the back end, not only as the team side of things, but kind of as that other side of the fans, like you say, to sort of say, all right, like, both came together, and now we can move forward. Because, like you said, there were really hard feelings with Barry, and now – because a lot of time passed and because the team sort of brought him in the fold and probably paid him pretty decently to show up to a few events a year. Like, I don't feel like there's that weirdness, but um, you know, I don't know that Barry too, you'd have to talk to this. If he ever really, after he got it right, did he ever sort of come out and say like anything on his side Hey, I'm sorry how it ended or like, I'm glad, you know, both sides maybe made some mistakes. I kind of would like that. And I like that in life where both can say, Hey, maybe neither of us handed this perfectly. we're able to come back together X amount of years later and fix it. That's, that's what I want, I guess, but um, it's, it's been a rough road. There's no doubt. And I'm sure the lions had not wanted it to go this way. And, uh, you know, Calvin probably pretty surprised, but I mean, it's been rough for fans. So I thought we had to battle it out and talk about it today. No doubt.
0: And just to answer your question about Burkett, I just think that's, that's just going to the well. There's a point you just, there's a point, you know, you you expect it every year. It's just like, yeah, here it is again. But, Yeah, it's just you're right. Yeah, you're right. Cut it out. You know, it's just yeah, we know what he's going to say. I mean, nothing's been resolved. We know what's happening. You're just you might as well just find your story from the year before and just change the date on it and change a couple of words from the to the and say it's a new article. And it's exactly the same thing.
1: Right. And I want to the reason I brought that part up is like I feel like there's not a unbiased side in this. It's been Calvin versus the team. And his mouthpiece, Dave Burkett versus the Lions, basically, like, I'd like a third party in there that could listen to both sides and really figure out, you know, what went wrong here, you know, who, what really happened, because I really have only heard basically the one side of things. And, uh, there's always two sides to every story and, and usually multiple people that kind of are wrong, or maybe one person heard something wrong or felt it was said wrong when it really wasn't meant that way. You know, I think there's a lot of that, that goes into this story as well. So I, mm-hmm. I agree with you, like, let's put this to bed, Dave Burkett, let's like have these two sides get together, figure it out. And then let's also, uh, both be men about it and acknowledge that we both probably messed up, but, um, you know. Uh, can get it right not only for the fans, the city, but um, you know, just so we can move past this too. This is the last thing we really need to be talking about, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's so just, I think I think it would only help the fans and the fan base, and like you said, probably a little bit of time to heal the wound. But that's you know, I think more people are going to remember his greatness more so than him walking away. There's always going to be those steadfast people who be like, "I'll hate him forever. He quit." You know, it happens with Barry and. You go
1: back and watch Barry highlights just like jaw dropping and you miss him on the field. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with that. You're not going to change all the, the people or the fans, but I mean, you can definitely get the, the two main principles can, can get it sorted out. And then people are always going to have their opinion. No question. So speaking of their own opinion, Grifka, let's, let's spend a little bit of time here towards the end of the show. This will be our, our final topic. We've mentioned it on a previous podcast, but let's talk about it. it's official now. Snacks and big play are not at mandatory minicamp. They're being fined. They're not been there when they're required to be there. Let's do the same thing. I'll take the team side. You can have the uh, play review of this. We'll talk about it uh, in shorter form here, but definitely want to give the people two different views on it. So I'll, I'll start this one off. I mean, if I'm okay. the team if I'm the team on this one, like, you know, I'm doing sort of what Matt Pat and Bob Quinn have done, which is like this time in the off season, NFL teams are real good at kind of saying nothing. Everything's fine. Like We've been in constant contact with them. You know, this isn't something new. We've seen this before, you know, all those type of non-answer cliches, because you don't want to really turn the heat up and, you know, frustrate these guys even more. And you need time to sort of work through this. So I think they're doing fine there. I think the team is also saying what, you know, I, I want to say Pittsburgh and a few other teams, they have a really hard stance on we will not, you know, renegotiate with you in, unless you have a year or less left. You know, it's it's hard principle. Now I don't think the Lions have that. But I also think it's not common practice for most NFL teams to just anytime you want to raise, they just – oh, yeah, sit down and chat about it. You know, it, it's uh, your boy Jim Caldwell. It always, it's a meritocracy. You know, you earn what you get type of thing. So most NFL teams, if you're balling out and you're doing incredible and uh, you're young and you've got a lot of upside, you know, that's when they want to sit down and, and get you locked up long term. But also, once we do that deal, we don't want you coming back a year or two later and saying, well, you know, uh, because these other guys got raise, raises, I want to redo my deal. And I think that's what's happening here. I think that Slay got taken care of a few years ago. He went from like rookie money up to 12, 13, 14 plus million dollars on the cap. And just because, you know, the inflation, everything goes up after every contract. He's looking at these other corners going, man, I need a new deal with two years left. I, I think that's just part of the business. I wouldn't mind it if he came in here a little disgruntled, had a great year. And then next year said, hey, I balled out. I was a pro bowler again, like let's sit down at the table and extend me or you're not going to have me. Like that would be more understandable. But two years, you know, from a team perspective, I think is a, a tough sell from him as well as uh, puts them in a tough spot. And they brought in snacks on a trade. So he was what he was as far as the contract. Balled out, played really great. He's a he's a cornerstone of our defense, no question. But I think I think they would take a similar stance with him of just saying, like, Big Felt, we want you uh, – I guess I could see Snacks because he wasn't here. They didn't take care of him already. You know what I mean? It's a little different scenario. So to me, if anybody deserves a little bump or a little taken care of, it's more Snacks than Slay. But then you're, hey, why'd you take care of Snacks and not me type of thing. So I think the Lions as a team need to sort of ride it out, not ruffle any feathers, see what they can work out. And they do have money. You know, it's not like they're right up against the cap. So if push comes to shove, I think they'll take care of these guys. But I think in the meantime, you have to sort of try to get them to understand that we can't redo deals every year. We don't have limitless funds, as we just discussed. Um, So that's where I'm at as a team. I mean, where are you at from the player side? I know Slay's your boy, and we we both love what Snacks does for our defense. So talk to me about that.
0: Like I said, I'll I'll start with snacks because you're right he hasn't been here all that long and he uh, he you know he he really did he did very well when when he was here and it was one of those things where I don't know when mentally he was like hey if I show these guys I'm gonna ball out for them um, you know I'm gonna ask for more cash because you're right he's getting a little long in the tooth he's getting near the end of his contract so maybe he's looking for just like one little one more payday you know and it's something maybe he's looking for three four years. And that's what he's looking for. It's like, hey, I can ball out for this. My position doesn't really require me to, um, you know, get to the quarterback, you know, chase down guys from behind. I'm just, I'm a space eater. So you pay me that cash. I'll, I'll do that for you. And, you know, so maybe that's what he's looking for. So I, I can see that point of view out of him. I really can. You know, it's like, hey, I'm a big space eater. And you pay me. I'm going to do this. Look what I did for you in half a season. You know, just think you got me for a whole season. I'm going to be that guy you want me to do. That's what you want me to do. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to do it. I balled out for you guys for half a year. Take care of me. I'm going to do that for you for three, four years. So, yeah, I can see that point of view. I, that, that's what that's what I would think he is thinking right there. And I don't think it's going to be one of those things. If he was to get a bump, he's going to want more guaranteed cash in it more so. I'm not saying obviously not the whole thing guaranteed. I mean, he's not Kirk Cousins for, you know, for crying out loud. But uh, it's uh, one of those things where, yeah, here, yo, yo, yo here's here's X amount of dollars and only, you know, one percent of it's guaranteed. He's not going to sign that either, but uh, it's got to be. I think it's going to be one of those things where it's a, uh, you know, uh, one of those contracts. If he gets it, get does get it, he's going to want something that where a lot of it is guaranteed. You know, so I can see his point of view on that. Now with Slay, um, he's looking. He's you know, I'm a Pro Bowler. I'm Premier. I'm your only lockdown guy. And right here, I've been thinking about this man when. Uh, when he was going through it, and this just came to my head, man. Remember, remember ODB, not Odell Beckham, but ODB, the singer. Yep. Remember a song. Yep. What was like, it? I was. just. I would really like to hear Martha saying, "Hey, big play, baby, I got <laughs> your money. Don't you worry, big play." <laughs> that would be awesome, wouldn't it?
1: Oh man, that is a that is a moment on the show, Griff. Not only did you bring it up, and you you did know the lyrics. In my opinion, I don't know what the Kool-Aid drinkers think. You absolutely nailed that, that course. That was awesome. <laughs> he get a good If Big pay, pay wants his money. You give him his money. See, that was in there too. But you know, if Dirty Watts is money, just give
0: him, if pay pay his money. Just give him his money. So, yeah, that's what oh. he's got to be thinking. Incredible. He's going to go out and ball out. He's been doing it, you know, with um, you know, you know, some lackluster teams, but still, I mean, he's Pro Bowler. He he's got to realize. There's nothing really on the other side. I mean, I know I know T's has been showing out no TAs, but let us be smart here. I mean, he's gotta realize he's the he's really the only lockdown guy lockdown cornerback on this team. So he's thinking, yo, pay me now, man. I'm gonna be your guy. And I like we've talked about this. I think I don't think Slay would be one of those guys if he got paid where his game would slough off. And, you know, we've seen it before with players like this guy, you know, not just with the lines, with other teams, guys get paid. And we're like, what the hell happened to their game? You know, it's just like, well, I, you know, I got paid. You know, I don't think Slay is that type of guy. So um, that's what he's got to be thinking there as well. It's just like, you know, pay me, man. I'm the only real, you know, lockdown cornerback on this team. You know, your whole other side, you know, you guys are struggling. You're bringing in guys hoping it works out. But I'm your guy. Pay me. So I think that's I, I have to go with that.
1: Grifka normally that's the first
0: time I'm going to sing on the show by the way. So you better <laughs> oh, put no. that on, You better put that on a gym room loop somewhere,
1: you know. So. Oh no, that, that that's coming back up on pre, uh future shows, but normally I come back at you, we battle it out, we go back and forth. We're not going to top the Grifka singing the chorus for uh give me that money or whatever the title was. That was incredible. <laughs> There's nothing more to be said. Let's uh let's freaking shut the show down, man. That was that was tremendous okay <laughs> so Grifka there's only one other thing that does need to be said though and let me think it's uh, something we, we usually say it on most shows kind of how we end it it goes something like this Grifka do you have anything else for the people Uh, nope <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to sing a chorus or anything before we get out of here no man I can't think of anything <laughs> Any nope lines or anything like that. So, Oh, man. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and get out of here. Man, I think the people are going to just eat this show up. We really uh, we really took both sides, the team, player, some fan side, and really uh, brought some heat and, and talked all about it. So I think everyone's going to really enjoy this show, and we enjoy doing it. We thank you for all the support, as we say every week. At least I do. Grifka, you know, doesn't often thank the people. But that's neither here nor there. We are going to come back on Friday and give you guys another Detroit Kool Aid cast. We'll be talking all things Lions. Um, looking forward to that. So, everybody, take care. We're going to get up out of here. Have a great day. Back to back, start to play. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.